Tune in to the Bridging the Gap radio show, hosted by Pastor Hugh Harmon, live every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Be a part of this challenging but life-changing show discussing men versus males, educational issues, parenting tips, and learning how to be faithful in trying times. That's the Bridging the Gap radio show, hosted by Pastor Hugh Harmon, live every Sunday at 5 p.m. Call in and be a part of the show at 347-855-8867 on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Remember, positive communication is the key to success. Powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. you're listening to the Bridging the Gap 2.1. We are launching. This is the relaunch of Bridging the Gap with Hugh J. Harmon. We are so happy that you are here joining us, our bridge building partners, our family out there. That's the tribe that's been following this podcast, this broadcast, this radio show here on Never Had It So Good Sports Network. We are so grateful for the opportunity to join the family once and again. We've been dealing with COVID-19, dealing with how the world has shifted as a in, in response to that and we're so glad that we're back on the air we're bridging the gap and we're calling this 2.1 because it's you know 2021 but we're shifting into 2022 so we may sh- change that name again to 2.2 you never know but again we are here bridging the gap uh with uj Harmon. we are here giving you cutting edge news talking about the things that concern you we always want to be out of the box. We always want to talk about things that are passionate to those people that we bring on as guests. And so this year, we are doing nothing different. We've got some special interviews. We've got some some celebrities, some not-so-celebrities, some uh, ordinary people that are doing extraordinary things, and some people that once you hear their names here for the first time, you're going to hear their names again out there in the public. And we are so grateful for all the platforms that we are now available on. And I want you to continue to show, uh, listen to us, continue to share, continue to tell people that we're back on the air, bridging the gap with Hugh J. Harmon. And for this relaunch show today, we have a very special guest, Mr. Joseph Canty. I'm not going to take his fire. I'm allow him the time to share with us who he is, what he is uh, here to talk about, uh, what he's passionate about. Um, again, bridge builders. This is Mr. Joseph Canty. Mr. Joseph Canty, welcome to Bridging the Gap with Hugh J. Harmon. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, Hugh. It's good to be here with you all this morning. Um, folks, uh, thank you for taking time to listen in to Bridging the Gap. I am a father. Uh, I am here um, to talk to you all and share with you just some of my experience, but also a, a really heavy topic, but an important one. Right. that fathers and parents throughout the world are dealing with. And it is parental um, access and, and dealing with what it means to stay engaged actively with your children in their lives and how whatever relationships parents are dealing with don't have to be projected onto their children and the value and importance of understanding that mindset. So pleasure to be with you. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Mr. Canty just said some powerful things. I am a father myself. I'm not just a host. Y'all know I have two daughters. Uh, I've been there, done that. I talk to men all the time that are dealing with 
similar kinds of issues. Again, I don't want to get ahead of the story, um, but we think that this is an important topic, a topic that's important to you people that are listening, important to mothers, important to fathers, important to families, grandparents, important to everybody that's considered a stakeholder in a child's life. You know, we talk about education, we talk about family issues, we talk about politics, but again, sometimes these kinds of issues are, you know, go by, go past us, go over our heads. You know, we, we notice it's happening on the jobs or somebody, somebody that we work with is going through a situation. We kind of say, you know, that's none of my business. But we, we believe that a, a village raises a child. It takes a village to raise a child. And it takes uh, a healthy village to raise a child. And a child is a child of two parents. As far as I, you know, I remember if a child is a child. Is, Absolutely. It's <laughs> the product of two parents. And I think we miss that sometimes because, yes, obviously one parent seems to be more invested. Again, notice the words I use, seems to be more invested because that's the one you see all the time. Um, but we have to understand that we're living in a society where children need both their parents. They need the input of both their parents because not just DNA, not just health issues, there's just the, just to grow up and navigate through this world. So, uh Mr. Canty, tell us a little bit more about, you know, I don't know if you want to go to your story about your project. Where, where do you want to start? Just share with us. So, so I think we can start a little bit with my story. And my story right. is one where um, I grew up in a two-parent household. Uh, parents been together well over, I think, 53 years now. Wow. And um, that's been an awesome experience. And I'm, I'm very privileged in that regard. And I knew that. And so having my family of own my own traditional family to shifting a non-traditional household. And so we co-parent understanding the value of both parents being present has always been a huge focus of mine, but society doesn't always tell us that. Mm. And so there's a, there's, there's an aspect where one parent or the other is seen as, um, I would say the more valuable parent to those in society that may understand or have a relationship with that parent, for whatever reason it may be. Right. But what I've noticed um, over the years is when you go into school systems, when you go into hospitals, when you go into um, even the legal space, um, a lot of fathers are not necessarily treated fairly. And it's not necessarily a fault of their own. It's just Mm -hmm. a a perceived bias that um, fathers don't care for their children the same, whether it's a little girl or a little boy. and and that drew that sparked a passion in me because I was always raised to love everyone right. and to see everyone as an equal human being. And so my faith informs me of that, but also my sense of understanding the value of both parents. It takes right. two, as my mother and father would always say, no matter what the situation. And so I said, you know, I've got to I've got to do something not only to heal for myself, but I want to make sure that fathers everywhere really can start to see that they have a voice to. And then the mothers that are also dealing with these, these obstacles, they also need to be heard. And so starting to work on a documentary, which I'm very excited about, um, it's titled The Father's Love Denied. Wow. And really it's about love. It's about um, not just my story, but to connect with um, over the last two years to really tell their story and, and sort of how they've navigated, whether it's a school system, whether it's legal matters, whether it's simply being in the community and being seen as a valued uh, member of that child's family, that child's center of influence. 
because that's important. And children need to see reflections of themselves. They need to understand their, their lineage, um, both paternal and fraternal. And understanding that is powerful, even for some parents to say, hey, I never even thought of myself as that, my child's legacy. Not just your legacy as a parent, mm. but your child's legacy. Wow. And so the space has really been, been one of healing, but also one of clarification. And I think giving people voice and, and venting and dealing with their frustrations with human, but more than that, trying to figure out a clear way to support their children so that the children can be healthy first and foremost. But it starts with the parent. It's like the analogy of being on an airplane. You can't save anyone if you're not worrying about yourself as well at the same Absolutely. time. So you gotta put your mask on. You gotta put your mask on first. And yeah. so this this is that space. And so it's really about a, a parent's love. But more specifically, because it's tied to my story as well and other dads around the world, a father's love denied. And so we're going to be taking the next two years in addition to really work on the documentary. We're still sourcing um, folks who want to participate. Right. And it will tie into eventually a book um, that will kind of spin out of that and some research that I've been doing along the way, one around policy and laws um, that really drive um, these disparities where we see children lose mothers and fathers. Um, whether it's due to a broken system legally, whether it's due to um, the implicit biases that exist in in, in hospitals and school districts, or it's simply helping parents learn to co-parent. Right, right. Wow. You said some powerful things. And as I was listening, you know, I have as a pastor, I'm a pastor as well, and having conversation with young men in my yeah. church, um, one young man in particular that, I, that came to mind, he's dealing with that issue right now, separation from his mm. boys. And uh, I'm thinking, you know, he's he's tuned in and listening. He, you know, he's someone that would, I think, would need to connect with your organization. Uh, have you ever oh. thought, have you thought of growing arms out where you can assist fathers that are going through that issue? trying to figure out how to navigate the system. This particular young man, you just, you hit on a lot of things, the school system. He, you know, this particular young man, just to give you a little anecdote, he was supposed to um, pick up his child. They had a range time when they were supposed to pick up the child. He shows up. She's not there. Uh, the reason, mm. or, or she shows up and says, you know, you can't have him because you're with your, your fiance or your girlfriend. I mean, what I consider really petty stuff. And as an educator and as mm-hmm. a pastor, I, I kind of I sat in the middle of this. So I've heard from the mother, I've heard from the father, and I've seen it, the child navigate through school and the challenges that child has navigating through school. And as again, as a father who has been through that, and I'll tell you a little bit of my, about my story a little later. I have been yeah. through that. Fortunately, my daughter's in her 20s now and we had a conversation last night, so we have our own relationship now. But, That's uh, good. It, you know, it is, I understand. Now, I'm not coming mm. from a place where, oh, I read about this or I heard about this. This is a real. You lived it. You lived I've it. I've lived yeah. it. I've, I've lived it. You know, no, no hard feelings on her mom. But I lived through the season where, you know, we talked on the phone. And then I was like, where you at? Click. <laughs> Where where my money got to her, but I didn't know where she was. Yeah, you know, you know that's you know just like you said, going to the hospital and saying, "Well, I'm the father." How we know that? Mm-hmm. Your name's not on the birth certificate. Yeah, so those even are, those simple are, things like that. You know, the instances um, occur every day. 
every day. Every or mm-hmm. the father shows up at the school, and I've had to come out, and, you know. But mom said you can't see the child. Mom's got your mm-hmm. name down here. Somebody that's. But you know what? I'm a father. Come on in. I'll sit in the room. I'll make sure nothing crazy happens, just so you can have the opportunity to sit with your son or sit with your daughter. So I know. And I know, again, sometimes we allow this stuff to happen and say, oh, it's none of my business. Let me let me keep it moving. But I think it takes a village, the village, like the bridge builders, y'all, those of you watching today, you know, I don't bring you any mess. I don't bring you any junk. I bring you hard-hitting things that I believe are, are, are necessary for our communities to, to develop and become the places that they need to become. And you said something really powerful. I want you to talk a little bit more about it. And and I'm just going. You said the the documentary is called "A Father's Love Denied." Yeah, I'm going to read it. A hard truth never told: the impact of bias, racism, and injustice. Unpack that a little bit more. That last clause: the impact of bias, racism. Yeah, yeah. So the subtitle. So where that stems from is, I have, um, and I want to address something you said. I've talked to fathers from other countries. I've been blessed to talk with fathers here in the states um, of all backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And the bias of the gender specifics is real. Um, I've seen, and, 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 and finances don't play a part. Don't. You can be wealthy. You can have. You can be. Um, you can have minimal resources. It does right. not play a part. And it's been um, gut wrenching. I mean, uh, I would say heart wrenching to hear some of the stories. And and one father stay speaks to, comes to mind. I think he's from um, France. Mm-hmm. He lives in New York now, and. Mm-hmm. Um, they moved there as a married couple, and he um, speaks to me. He speaks spends about two hours talking to me, just kind of pouring his heart out and saying how he, they moved to New York. His kids were younger, teenage, preteens, and mm-hmm. um, one thing led to another, and they're no longer a, a, a traditional household. And there was no, there was an amicable separation, but when things changed and the kids started wanting to spend time with dad more, all of a sudden he saw that he wasn't valued. Um, and he felt more as if he was offering simply financial resources, but he couldn't offer fun, um, emotional support. Um, there were a lot of things that were suggested he did to basically keep him away from his children's schools, um, mm. extracurricular activities. And he poured his heart out. And and basically, he spent, talked about how he spent the last four years of his life basically just committing to his children. Mm. His daughter is now an adult, so we do keep in touch. Um, and his son is in high school, but he's had to navigate so many challenges just to help them really kind of put the pieces back together in terms of their emotional and mental health because of what's happened because of, um, the lack of value that, that he's, and that, um, I guess the lack of perceived value that he can offer to his children, should I say. And I don't want to put it just on mom, um, because I think that it's not just a, a, a thing about the parents back and forth. And this is certainly not an argument against women and genders. But what this is, is that a society making sure that children um, understand that they need their entire family to be able to thrive and be their very best in this society. And that concept about it takes a village, it is very true. But it's even more critical when children live in households where parents are under different roofs. And you really have to be hyper-focused on making sure that child's needs are met every step of the way with both parents in mind because both the child is thinking about both parents right and children never stop loving their parents i have 
talked to fathers. I have been to court to support parents um, that I don't know whether they are dealing with being out of incarceration. They are dealing with some other um, issues, whether it's health related, uh, career. Right. I have been in, in conversations just to be supportive. And so to your point, the platform has turned into, I would say, a a support network and it's gradually growing. And we just kind of got on social media, but it's starting to pick up pace. But really the focus for us is the documentary and the, and the stories that we want to share to help people sort of find their affirmation that it's, you're, you know what, you're not the only one. Right. And right. You, you are valued, you are special as a parent, you matter to your children. And that's the biggest piece because a lot of fathers lose hope. They choose to walk away, they don't fight. Um, or they end up in disarray, whether it be financial, mentally, otherwise, their health, because it's a lot of stress. Right. And being able to have a healthy outlet, whether it's through this documentary or a men's group or getting to learn learning to get along with the other parent or vice versa, you know, because it could be the dad right, and, right. and growing. Right. We got to mature. But all Absolutely. of us as parents and the focus is always a child. So the documentary, when you ask me to unpack that piece, it really stems from a number of stories. Um, why hearing about fathers dealing with racism mm -hmm. through the court system because either um, they're men of color, um, mm -hmm. women of color as well involved, whether there's a, a spouse, the new spouse, as you mentioned earlier, um, that's involved. And there is now a perception of, okay, well, they're not as well suited because the child could be in a, a blended family where the, and also there's different cultures involved. Right. Um, not necessarily black and white, just different cultures. Right. And you see that play out. Um, and you and they've seen I've seen it play out in court systems and in my own situation, navigating through school districts and doctors and medical professionals. Um, we were always very amicable as parents. Mm -hmm. Right away was even though I was on the birth certificate, as you spoke about somebody else earlier, and I was all a part of those processes. The perception was when I was in the room, I didn't matter. Um, wow. They would I would watch people talk to mom only. And I would see that happen for other fathers. So I was like, okay, it's not just me. Right. And I'd right. spark something and I would say, okay, well, wh what's going on here? So I said, you know what? There's got to be something more to this. So we created a platform and started getting a lot of hits. And it's been gradually growing. And, and most of it has been through email and phone calls. And then we started a social media. And I said, you know what? As a person who's a servant of the community, I've got to do more. I never in a million years imagined I would be in this space. Right. But how I've navigated through it, we've, I, while you go through ups and downs in life, like anything has been um, I've been lucky. I've been blessed um, that I'm still standing because I've seen fathers and mothers who have been really um, debilitated by going through these experiences of trying to gain access to their children or dare I say, find ways to be included and be supported in a fair and just way. So the child has what they need. And that has always got to be the focus. The focus here should always be the children. And you find that um, sometimes as adults, we make a mess of things Right. and trying to fight to get back to a place where it's healthy for a child is a really important process that people need to be zoned into, include into. And what you see in the legal system, what you see in the medical space, um, school districts, um, even in the communities, um, fathers and mothers have to be very sensitive, but fathers in particular, even picking up their children. You've got to be very careful. And so offering that advice, um, what does that look like when you're trying to navigate as you've got a court order and right. it says you can only see your child this amount of time? What are some of the things you need to think about and understand when you're going to 
meet with school officials, when you're going to the hospital to talk about your child's care, what is it that you need in your court order? What do you need to understand and how to slowly um, rebuild the relationship you need with the other parent? Right. Um, what is it you need to understand and get pick up on the cues from your children so that they feel like, you know what, it's not their fault, um, their love, and yeah. more importantly, you're going to be consistent. Right. Because that's the piece that matters. No matter what obstacles are thrown in your way, you've got to fight to be consistent. And that's the big, that's one of the biggest messages of the documentary and the undertone is right. those obstacles mentions in this, in the subtitle. Right. We'll speak to that. There'll be many stories, stories shared. And really it's centered around right now around 12 people. Right. And I want to give it away. There's a reason behind that number gotcha. 12. Gotcha. Um, but it is exciting. And I expect that more people will be involved. And there's also mothers sharing their accounts right. and how they're either being supportive of a spouse who's dealing with these situations or they're simply trying to gain access to their children for one reason or another. Um, right. And it's not always so much about legal boundaries and what's happening in the district. It's really honestly about how parents can learn to get along, support right. their kids and make sure that no matter what obstacles are in a way you're pushing forward so that when that time comes, you can be there and you can be consistent and be a, a, a place of peace, a place of um, wisdom, but more importantly, that, that foundation that your children need so desperately as they begin to navigate the world as adults. And then you don't want the past to impede their ability to have healthy relationships, which right. is very important. Awesome. Awesome. You're listening to Bridging the Gap with Hugh J. Harmon. We're here talking to Mr. Joseph Canty, the visionary behind an initiative and a documentary associated with that initiative called A Father's Love Denied, A Hard Truth Never Told. Again, you're tuned in to Bridging the Gap 2.1 with Hugh J. Harmon. We are back on the air. We are back with hard-hitting topics. And for this relaunch, we have again Mr. Joseph Canty speaking with us about his hey, hey. <laughs> initiative of father's love denied um how would you or how do you think um let, let me put it this way what advice would you give to a father um as you were talking as you were expounding i thought of a talk that i give called the ease of being the good that we mm. want in the world and mm -hmm. ease is an acronym ease is empathy acceptance sympathy and empowerment and basically, a father's love denied is you taking your experience, showing that you have empathy, showing that you are you, you accept other men for what they're going through, get, you know, giving uh what would it call laurels of sympathy, but also empowerment. You talked about giving them advice on how to legally battle, how to, but but most of all, you came back to that part of sometimes it's not it's not anything to do with with the law, it's not anything to do with school. It's just no. adults figuring it out, listen, man, listen. We're not together anymore. What we had is no longer there, but we have these children, and we don't have any regrets for having these children. Absolutely um, not. Let's do the best that we can for these children so that when, when it's all said and done, they get to a place where they realize, you know what, my parents aren't together, but they loved us. They care for absolutely that, enough to create a safe space for us. Um, I talk to mothers often. Uh, one particular mother I keep having in mind, she has about six kids, and and they all talk about the ways that she would tell me. And, and it's funny, it's almost two conversations. She would say how how much struggle she had 
but mm-hmm. the kids never noticed that struggle. Yeah. And she she had her relationship with her her ex, their father wasn't great, but the children never noticed that. <laughs> you know, and that the, the key is the children are grown now. They all have their own kids and they say, Well, mom, we didn't even know we were broke. We didn't even know we were struggling. Um we didn't even <laughs> know y'all had y'all didn't like each other. You know, we didn't know y'all were we're going out and and this is where I think we need to get to. We don't have to get along. We don't have to be in love with each other to love our children. I think that's No. No, and that's a big undertone of the film too and what we're working on and even as I kind of write through pieces of it and think about who fits in those, you know, themes and how I can get folks to come on um and and just, you know, be open to sharing because it's it is a public space and and people are sensitive to that and um, I think the one thing I always tell anyone is have empathy towards the other parent, right? Right. Even as much as you may feel they're not doing the right thing or they are doing the right thing, or you feel like you're not, you're short-sighted or you need, you have a ways to go in what you're doing as a parent, right. give yourself space and, and, and be able to forgive both sides. But also more importantly, as you said, there is some love there. And so mm-hmm. you may not be in a relationship. But there has to be something that made that brought you together to procreate. Correct. And so that is a big piece where even myself, you know, I, I am a PK. And um, that's something I live in is the term agape love, right? And so what right. that means is everlasting, but also unconditional. Right. So how do you manage that? And how do you think about that in a situation where it's non-traditional and the kids should be at the forefront? And so it's not easy to do that. Right. But the thing is, is, is it becomes very selfless and sometimes you have to let go and, and back away from a situation and figure it out. And sometimes you have to know when to kind of keep you stay in the ring. And right. all of that really is tied around um, empathy. Uh, it is tied around staying focused. Right. And then the other piece, the underlying piece more than anything is forgiveness. Yes. Yes. Because as you forgive, not only the other parent, you got to forgive yourself for that space. Because I would I would tell anyone that um, any failure is, is a space where you feel like you didn't do your best. So you have to forgive yourself, too. Right. And right. you have to, you can't hold on to that forever. But you also have to do that so that your child is shielded. And as you mentioned that earlier, and I think you spoke to that parent. Clearly, they, they did that and right. they started and it wasn't easy, but they made sure that their children with a priority. And I think that would be the message for any father, um, particularly in saying, even when you're dealing with stuff, there's going to be times where you want to do certain things or say certain things. Always think about who that parent truly is. Like put a big picture in perspective. Right. That's the parent of your children. That's the other parent. Right. Your child needs them just as much as you, as much as you want to be advocated for and included, they also have to be included. Right. And, I, and I would say, as long as you are thinking that way, then I think things will end up good in the long term. But what's also important is to help people understand these different obstacles along the way, because that validity, Hugh, is, is powerful. For, yeah. And that was powerful for me to to talk to other fathers, my parents as a whole. Believe it or not, more, more moms have reached out on a platform than you can imagine. Dads have too, but more mothers have reached out just saying, how can I gain insight? Like, what am I doing wrong? Or, or what do I need to um, uh, do to, to better the situation for my child, but for everybody, you know, I've been doing this for years and I'm tired. 
Right. Uh, we don't right. want to battle anymore. And now we see the impact on our children. And that's powerful. And so that's what this document is about, is to raise an eyebrow to how can we include one another and how can adults right. do what's in the best interest of their children. So I came up with the theme literally behind what I thought was very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, now inclusion, inclusion, and that's that's important. And it should always be a focus. Right. But oftentimes people are denied that access, no matter whether it's literally going into a grocery store in some communities, um, it's finding better jobs, it is getting equal health care, um, right. access to whether you live in a food desert, right? Those are a lot of things. So the denial right. is real in, in a lot of different facets. But the biggest thing here is we're talking about love. We're talking yeah. about matters of the heart. So a father's love is not something we hear in the media too often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't hear that. We hear so much emphasis on everything else, but we don't hear that a lot. Right. And I believe in society that if more of us are focused on the whole picture and the entire pie for a child, yeah. then we really will come to a better place in society. And that's really where I go in this story in terms of my involvement in the documentary is I'm talking more about the long-term impact and effects of what we see in the media for children and how fathers are often seen as a stern person that can't hug and say, I love you. With my children, they get annoyed with how much I tell them I love them. Right. And that is part of the message here. They need to know every day. And I'm on a plane. I want to call them and say, I love FaceTime. Let me tell you, that's one of the best admits in the right, 20th right, century, right, right. 21st century, because you have access in a different way. And it's about understanding life's not promised. We see so many things in school shootings and yeah, so yeah. much that, that we need to think about and pray on and be thoughtful and be vigilant about that children need to know every second how much they loved, how much they cared about, mm-hmm. how much someone else is concerned and thinking about their well-being every minute. And I don't care who you are. If you're a parent, that is never escaping your mind. I mean, literally on the minute, on the second, on the hour, it's there. It's your, your, your they're, they're top of mind. Absolutely. And, 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 it, and it really ties into that theme, right? So you don't see many images like that of fathers on TV. And you don't see many stories. There's a, a new film um, by Denzel Washington that's coming out. And it's the story of Jordan. And it really focuses on this father's passion for his, his, his child, his, his right. family, and what that child's going to be and how he's modeling. And, and fathers deserve that right. Right, right. And that's what right. this is about. They deserve that right to be that model. Wow. You're listening to Bridging the Gap. I know some of y'all are leaning into this. Um, a father's love denied, a hard truth never told. This initiative, this documentary that is about to come out uh, by, by the visionary here with us, Mr. Joseph Canty. Um, we just have a few more minutes on our show today, but I got, there's a segment of our show. I want you, um, when I have a guest like yourself on, where you can give some, there's a brother listening, um, a young man listening who's dealing with, and this is a twofold question. He's got the elephant in many of our rooms uh, that going through the situation, child support. Mm-hmm. But he, he, he has a job where if, if I pay this child support, if, if this is garnished from my check, I, I can't eat. Um, mm-hmm. I can't live. You know, I can't survive. I can't be the father I want to be. Um, talk to us about child support and the part that it plays 
in this in child custody cases. Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> given so that, not only from your experience with the men you've spoken to. Yeah. So, so oh, that's that is the elephant in the room, and and I'll and I'll say briefly where it comes from is a space of again access, and so there's a term pay to play in sports. Um, and essentially that's what we're talking about. And so I think what I would encourage any father to think about first is your first and foremost responsibility is to take care of your child or mm. children. And we have to keep that in mind first and foremost. I don't care what's happening, mm -hmm. whether it's legal, whether it's in terms of your interactions with the child's other parent, you have to think about first and foremost, my responsibility is to take care of my child or children. Yes. Um, I can't I can't express that anymore. What I will say is be diligent and be very thoughtful about how you want to approach that conversation, both in the courtroom, but also in trying to gain an understanding of your child's needs and really be proactive about that, whether it's extracurricular activities, whether it's um, fees for school dues, um, uh, pictures. Um, field trips, all of those things that factor in clothing, meals, all the things you have to think about, travel, all that factors in. If you are, if your child lives in another state, um, you have to think about what that looks like and how that should factor in your support. Um, if there are other things where you are dealing with, you have to communicate and be proactive with the legal system. I would tell anybody that you can't just sit and say, oh, they should hear me. No one's not, no one's going to know if you don't speak up. Right. So you have to speak up and let people know, hey, I'm struggling right now. I lost my job <clears throat> or I got another job. Um, I have a pay increase or I had a decrease and this is what's happening and I need to navigate this because I want to do what's best for my children. At the end of the day, you also want to make sure that you can have a safe space for your child. And, your, and that means that you have to advocate for yourself by letting whoever the parties that be know, I want to make sure that the children have fair and equal opportunities in both households. Right. And so that should also factor in the support. And so make sure that you have the right legal representation. Make sure you understand the law where you live. But more importantly, I would say document, keep receipts, mm. make sure that you are very thoughtful about everything you're doing. And then on top of that, and then this is going to sound very different for some, make sure that you keep the end goal in mind, you want to have a healthy relationship with your children and you want to know that you did your very best for them. Right. And when you can look yourself in the mirror and say, I did my very best, your children will always know that you did that. And that, that truth can never be denied. And that's a big part of this documentary as well. Wow. Y'all heard that advice, brothers. I know y'all were taking notes and, and, and if you're not taking notes, when we rebroadcast this, you better take notes. <laughs> um, you know, scared uh, about what you should do and keep it foremost in your mind. My child is my priority. Um, Absolutely. And listeners go to offer support to your organization and this documentary and this vision going forward. So they can find us on Instagram. Um, we do have a Twitter page and it's all under um, AFLD uh, movement okay. um, on Instagram and then, excuse me, on Twitter. And then a father's love denied. It's all spelled out on Instagram. So they can find us there. There you can find out how if you want to donate to us if, um, in terms of supporting the documentary, um, if you want to get involved, if you want to have a listening conversation where you just want 
to get together um, a group of parents and have this discussion. We wow. can do that as well. Wow. And so that a big part of this is helping fathers recognize that they're valued and also bringing um, mothers into the space as well and having a really thoughtful conversation and a place of healing, a place of support so they can also figure out how to navigate. You brought up some instances about several parents and I, you know, I've heard those stories so many times. Right. And while I'm grateful that that's not everyone's story, I really would love to see in my lifetime that that really goes away. And so right. we know we've got a lot of work ahead of us. Um, and we know that people um, are different. We're different as human beings, but understanding that there's some healthy ways to approach whether it's conflict, there's some healthy ways to approach, you know, your children when they're stressed out or when they just want to say, I want to be around you. I love you. How do you do that when you may be facing your own challenges? You're not sure where to go. And that's what we want to offer. And we want to offer support to. So again, AFLD movement on Twitter and then on Instagram, a father's love denied. All right. Please definitely follow us, join us, share, post on, on, on post, um, like our comment, like our tweets, um, like our Instagram posts, share your stories. We want to hear from you. Great, great. Bridge, bridge builders. Y'all heard it. AFLD on movement. Twitter. Movement. Yep. AFLD movement on Twitter. And a at Fathers Love Denied on Instagram. Go on there, post, 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 share, share, share. You know, give your comments, give your thoughts, get involved. This is a movement that is needful. It may be uncomfortable right now, but this is needful. And you may be in an uncomfortable situation right now with your own child custody, child, uh, you know, support situation. Um, but know that there is an after this with that. I can tell you. From personal experience, there is an after this, and much of what we talked about today, much of what this documentary, this initiative is about, again, uh, empathy is about us coming to common ground and understand that we've all been through this. I'm not talking just to fathers of color. I'm talking no, to fathers. No, all fathers. fathers. I'm talking to not just fathers in poverty and color. I'm talking to fathers of wealth, of fathers of, of privilege, fathers of prominence. I'm talking to fathers in general. Fathers, you you know what he talked about being in the hospital and nobody pays you any attention. Oh, he, that's the guy over there in the corner. Oh yeah, that's the daddy. Uh, you know, we we've been there, done that, and we think that narrative needs to change. And not only that narrative, that just that the operation needs to change. That manifestation needs to change. We need to do things differently. And again, I want to thank you, Mr. Canty, for coming on today. Um, thank you for sharing this. This is a powerful testimony, a powerful initiative, and we're going to pump and push people to this website, to your Twitter page, to your Instagram, AFL, AFL, AFLD movement, movement on Twitter, <laughs> yeah. and Father's Love Denied on Instagram. Go there, please. I encourage you. Go there, like the page, share the page, make some comments, get involved in that platform. Um, so that we can take this initiative and this documentary and this vision to the next level. Again, Mr. Cantor, we thank you for joining us today. Um, thank, thank you. Join us on Bridging the Gap. We really appreciate you being here with us. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, you. Have a great day, man. Have a great day. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. That is Bridging the Gap with Hugh J. Harmon. Um, we just had a great interview with Mr. Joseph Canty, the visionary behind A Father's Love Denied, A Hard Truth Never Told, The Impact of Bias, Racism, and Justice, a documentary, an initiative, a movement. They are on AFLD 
movement on Twitter. They are a father's love denied on Instagram. Go there. Please get involved in this movement. It will help you out. And especially for you fathers out there that are dealing with the same things that we talked about and you didn't have any answers. You didn't know who to turn to. Go to their page. AFLD movement on Twitter. A father's love denied on Instagram. This is Bridging the Gap 2.1 with Hugh J. Harmon signing off. Have a blessed, awesome holiday season on Never Had It So Good Sports Network. Somebody up and hit a knife. The darkness gets better to elevate you. That cause you're qualified. You want to open up your mouth and you're not qualified. So be it in me. It's already done It's already finished I'm already qualified It's already finished It has been Stop stressing about it.
established